Hey, Flea. Nice dick. We're going to start the show, uh, the Some of Mine Sports Show, uh, where we talk all things New England sports, latest and the greatest. Here's the rundown for today, gentlemen. We are uh, going to do some ranking of the Patriots roster. There's been a lot of talk about the Patriots offense and how bad it sucked. Uh, we'll be we'll do some news clips. There's some more fighting uh, at uh, at training camp today with the with the Panthers. But I want to go through their uh, their roster position groups and rank them and how we think uh, least strong to most strong or weakest to least weakest, however you want to do that. Uh, the Red Sox seem to be trying again, so good for them. Um, Matt Barnes came out of hiding, came out of whatever sleepy little fucking cave he was in the last couple uh, outings. The latest on Bogart's endeavors, feels like there's movement there. Uh, Jason Tatum has been in the news for the haters, went to uh, Draymond Green's wedding, got super high on Big Fat Blunts. And uh, worked out with KD in my uh, kind of wedding. <laughs> it did look like your kind of wedding. Uh, it worked out with KD in LA. What does that mean? Does he owe the city of Boston anything? And of course, simplest minds of the week. We got some potent candidates for that. So, uh, Queen, seeing as uh, here's your appearance for August. Why don't you go first? Uh, Red Sox, everyone. Sorry, you, you finally play a good series against the Yankees. The Yankees have lost. 13 straight, 11 straight series. First time since 1995 that, or 2005. That's happened. This team's everyone's buying into hype. They they quit on this team. They're not good. They're beating up on a, an Orioles team that sold Jorge Lopez and Trey Mancini at the deadline when they were a 500 team. They gave them the season, the season in two out of three from the Yankees. And you're fucking now all of a sudden you found something. No, no, no. This team's still four, four games out of the wild card. At this point, I don't even care. The team quit on them. I, it's, I'm done. I'm done with the Red Sox. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Like I, this you were the worst team in July. Put it that way. The worst team in July. And now all of a sudden you win two series in a row and now you've turned the corner and started playing good baseball. Fuck that noise. This team is done. You're going to miss the playoffs. And the Yankees are lucky. They they're up 17 games or they'd be in jeopardy. Miss the fucking playoffs too. Well, that's yeah, a they story for another either. day. Um, yeah. The, between management and the players in the field, they, they botched this season. They could have, they could have been right at there. And uh, between the two of them, they, they definitely quit. So, well, I don't know if they're quite done. I don't know if they're quite done. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why when we get there. Um, Ray, do you have anything nice that you'd like to share before your opening take? Happy birthday to the short man that played second base who stole a bunch of money from Mr. John Henry because he tried but couldn't play baseball anymore. Dustin, you're a douchebag, Pedroia. How many World Series rings is you do you have, Ray? Pedroia has three, so money, money well earned. And an MVP. And an MVP. And a rookie of the year. And a batting title. And a bunch of gold gloves. I mean, you're looking at a potential Hall of Fame player. The way they're I think you said laser, right I think you said laser show wrong when you said what was a douchebag. I think you meant I th- you just sorry, came my out. English is off. Yeah, just Welcome came to out the laser show, boys. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Uh, Celtics are officially out on Kevin Durant, which I'm fully in, uh, thrilled with because now we can get this drama aside. Jalen Brown says he's all in on the city of Boston. Look for a long term extension coming next this off season. I've said it all along. I never wanted Kevin what Durant on the scene. I asshole. wanted this core. Let's fucking go with this, guys. What an absolute asshole. I don't even know if that's totally true. We can get into it a little bit. Uh, when we get to the Celtics, I'll stick with Celtics and Jason Tatum flirting with the enemy. Who gives a shit? This is they what the NBA do, do. You should be applauding this. As long as you continue to pay this man and put talent around him, he will bring the superstars to Boston. 
look, check Steph Curry. This is what you have to do. Just pay him, pay him, pay him. Keep winning, keep winning. You want this guy in that circle. You want this guy dealing with the upper echelon of the NBA. That's what brings stars to your city. Who gives a fuck? No, no one gives a shit about your team anymore. Unless you're Giannis, who's from fucking Greece and was... I think he's worth shells. more money than their whole country is. Old. Yeah, he could probably buy that whole country right he now. He could buy that whole country. Yeah. 100%. So uh, I don't give a shit that Jason Tatum was smoking blunts with Draymond Green. I don't really, yeah. I don't care. I'd smoke blunts with Draymond Green. Who cares? Again, I who cares? Let's it's they all, all in the heat of battle, man. And I'll it. still say, who wouldn't you Draymond smoke weed? And... Who wouldn't you smoke weed with, Bill? Mm, we could do a whole show on that, I think. Ooh, okay. we just give us one. Mm, uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to have to beep it. I knew it. <laughs> Welcome just, to the, just don't like her. <laughs> Welcome to the Civil Mind Sports Show. Friday Rewind, August 19th. Welcome to the show. I could have went Ellen DeGeneres. She would have been number two on my list. I think she lands on a lot of people's lists. Hasn't she been on the? Hasn't she uh, been outed as a real douchebag? Yeah. What you're looking for is bitch. Yeah, bitch. real bit. Bitch. We don't use that one enough. We don't use bitch enough. Start calling people bitches. No, uh, if you're watching better. on, uh, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, uh, apologize. If you're listening on the podcast. Um, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, congratulations, you're part of a movement, the number one New England sports radio uh, show uh, on iHeartRadio, so good for you. Uh, if you listen on iTunes, we're the self-proclaimed uh, New England, number one New England sports radio show, so even better. Um, wherever you get your podcast, uh, rate, review, tell your friends, and always tell your mothers. News and notes from Patriots Camp. We had another brawl or three brawls. How many bra- Two brawls today? Three. Um, was it three today? Mm-hmm. There was two today, three total. Anyway, it all started with what's the safety kid name in Carolina? That's uh, he knocked out Kendrick Bourne today. He was Kenny Robinson. No, uh, Wilkinson. Kenny Wilkinson. Or Kenny Wilkinson got knocked out by Kendrick Wilkinson. What the fuck is Wilkinson's first name? Christian. Christian. Christian Thank Damn. you. A, lot of Kenny, a lot of W's. And Kenny Robinson is the defensive back. There's way too many. This <laughs> way, is, way too many. Now you're throwing a Robinson in this. Two Ks. Where's Caruso? One more. Uh, the the Kenny Robinson guy seems to have started all of this on Tuesday's practices with Carolina Patriots uh, with Wilkerson, and then finished the job today, knocking Wilkerson out cold. With it seemed like a cheap shot, seemed like they were doing half speed kickoff drills, and he just laid him out and then stood over him and uh celebrated and yeah. celebrated real cocky move from a uh, from a practice squad guy. And then uh of all people, Matthew Slater went over and had words with the Carolina bench. You know what, guys? That's r- real mean, guys. You know, I G Willicker, as I say. <laughs> you wouldn't see that at science camp. <laughs> And uh, and then you had Dietrich Wise knocking Chris McCaffrey with a shoulder, and that led to another brawl. So, wait, just give me your your thought. Is this a good thing or a bad thing uh, that the Patriots are brawling with the Carolina Panthers in a uh, week two of uh, preseason here? Showing some fight, I guess. I mean, yeah, the compete level. I mean, it's a pitch move. They're sticking up for their guys mostly. It sounds like, you know, the what was it the the Mac Jones quote the you know hold my nutsy little bitch or whatever it turned out to be false but it's still hilarious allegedly false allegedly, allegedly false, false right. 
So, I mean, even that, it's just you're, you're kind of seeing it. You hope that it's going to translate into the season, some compete level in the season. But we'll see. It's good to see in week two of the preseason, that's for sure. Is it good, though? I think it's bad because does the coach not have uh, reins on his team right now? You never heard about this when Brady was Dude, here. He used to love when Rodney Harrison, his first fucking training camp, Rodney Harrison started a fight with Kevin Falk. He started a fight with pretty much anyone, anyone and everyone that came across that line in Belichick. I heard on the radio today, too. It. We paid someone to uh, pick a fight with Laura Malloy in 2000. Just go out there and, and get things going. Um, I hear what you're saying, Ray, but I think when as the details came out came out about this and it, you knocked the guy out cold and you celebrated over him, yeah, you fight over that. And then there's and then there's recourse when uh Dietrich Wise hits McCaffrey a little bit late or whatever it was. But th- I think Carolina maybe it says something that their shittiness is rubbing off on you, and maybe you do have an undisciplined team. We saw you know uh, uncharacteristic penalties from this team all last year. Um, we'll see if that carries over to this year, but uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying either. I'm just saying it could be looked at as a bad thing with the coaches not being able to rein their team and have discipline. I mean, two days in a row, you've had brawls throughout practice. Well, I think it hurts them because. Practice. Yeah, I think it hurts because you haven't been able to play. You haven't been able to practice. You haven't been able to get on the field and work out this offense. So, Bill, you haven't been able to talk about it. Just give me your overall opinion. Then I want both of your uh, percentage wise what's your percentage that this is going to work? And by this, I mean the new offense and just the offense in general and by work and will be good. I mean, will it be good enough to help a team to the, this team to the playoffs? 36 and a half percent. Okay. That's about percent. That's about as much faith as I have in this offense to figure it out again. And I've stated before, it's crucial development in year number two when you came in and completely turned the offense around you don't know who's calling plays you handed it over to the fucking nutsack twins right this is a fucking problem you this is a problem and you cannot have that like you don't know who's calling plays the coaching staff is the downfall of this team i actually think they there's some talent on the (laughs) offensive board but jesus there's no fucking no there's no coaching on this team at all that's can i ask you something do all nutsacks have twins or are you talking? Well, are they two, two of different? Them. Like two nutsacks? Nope. With two with four balls. What are you talking about? Two. Why are we breaking this one? down? Mine. Just, my right one hangs lower than my left one, so they are not identical. I bet. <sighs> that's seven forty-six. That's a trait. Uh, Ray, give me your percentage on chance of this working. Sixty-nine. Thank you. You're I, welcome. Uh, can I, 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 can I, I say what? Can I say why? Sure. They basically threw out the old playbook, the one that was so complicated that like Chad Johnson couldn't get a hold of or uh, name Cinco, respect yeah. him, please. No, sorry. Uh, so what they're doing now is a peanut butter and jelly. You can't mess up peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it's going to take a little while to get used to putting the bread, peanut butter, jelly on the slices. But throughout the season, you're going to finally get to this very vanilla offense. Have they're you gonna, ever seen a nutsack call a play? Yes. Do you remember uh, gym class? Sometimes he peaked. Long used to college play calls. <laughs> I do, I do. I thought you were going with Fulton John there. Long. Fulton. John Long. Fulton's called a couple frisbee plays there too in the uh, in the old. They're usually little kids' buttholes though. <laughs> He's peeking through in the Russell Athletic sweatpants. Um, I'll also go sixty nine percent. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Cut day today, uh, Wednesday. Uh, Malcolm Butler. Went on IR with an undisclosed injury. You also had Juwan Williams season-ending shoulder, I think it was, well, and their backup punter, uh, Jake Julian. Um, hate to was see he him. A racist? Go. Was he a racist? Jake? Yeah. Allegedly, oh. no. Okay. 
allegedly he was not a what racist. What happened to the racist kicker? They cut him. Oh, He's, oh, oh, the Nazi kicker? Yeah, the yeah. Nazi. No, no, he Nazi. Got, get it right. He wasn't no, racist. He, he, he although I cut. think that's a part of being a Nazi. Oh, come on. You if you're a Nazi, you're racist. I think so, yeah. I think yeah. it's all looped into one. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think you're right. But you also hate white people too, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, the problem. How are you racist? Uh, see, it's a fine line here. He ate, yeah. If you hate white people, supposedly you're not racist, right? You just hate white people. I'm not sure. I don't know I'm how it sure. works. Ray, why don't you tell us your conspiracy theory on Malcolm Butler and I'll Wikipedia Bill's question. Okay, thank you. So my my conspiracy theory on Malcolm Butler is this. Get a life, loser. He still hasn't said why he was sat down in that Super Bowl. It's still a big hush-hush. He was retired last year. Bill Bel- Belichick brought him in for a one more go. Couldn't do it. Couldn't hack it. So Bill says, hey, you know what? I'm going to put you on IR. You kept your mouth shut. You went down with the sword. So we're going to put you on IR so you're not embarrassed. Here's some money. Go away. Live a light, nice life. That's a good as theory as any. Uh, here's the definition for racist. <laughs> Prejudiced against any antagonistic toward a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Membership? Like a Sam's Club? Yeah. <laughs> So I think we just find out that Nazis are not racist. Because what? white's not defined in that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we took it off the fucking internet. Everything hey. on the internet is 100% true. Oh, and it's fact-checked. Take our word for it. We're not condoning Nazis, by the oh, way. No, just no, want to no, make no, that no, clear. No. Nazis Absolutely talk. not. Half a race uh, the internet says, of them. Also, the internet says they're not racist. Uh, quick break. We'll be back to uh, rank the Patriots positional groups. Rest in peace. Shalom. <laughs> oh, good start. <laughs> I've been sick since you've been here. This fucking stuff. Ooh, someone got syphilis. No, oh, Finley was sick and then passed it on to Rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we saw a dead guy at a concert. And Jesus. You <laughs> could have caught Pink Eye from uh, Irene's house. Hmm. Well, let's have him before. Stop farting in her pillow. <laughs> Put my butthole right in her face. Why don't you fart in yeah, her pillow? She has constant Pink Eye. Uh, let's do, here's your positional groups we can work through here. I got 10 of them for you. Nice, clean, even you 10. You like, you dummy. We don't need kickers and punters. Oh, yeah, I have 10 plus one. Throw out the kicker, throw out the punter. Those jobs are Uh, locked. We're ranking them, you dummy. Uh, We'll just start at 10 and see where we get. Uh, On this, I have coaching, um, special teams, safety, cornerback, linebacker, defensive line, O-line, tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. I'll give you my number 10. Okay, this is the worst positional group on the team. In my opinion, you can agree or disagree, and I'll give you the depth chart for it. The worst positional group, I believe, is cornerback. Your uh, starting cornerbacks right now per ESPN is Terrence Mitchell and Jalen Mills, backed up by Sean Wade, Jonathan Jones, and then uh, the two rookies, the two Jones rookies, Marcus and Jack Jones. Your boy, Miles Bryant, still on the roster and something called Devin Hafford. But you look at Terrence Mitchell and Jalen Mills and some combination of Jonathan Jones, Sean Wade or Marcus Jones. That's got to be that's got to be the worst position group. That's 11. That's 11. Yep. Okay, that's 11. Bill, uh, concur. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, even Malcolm Butler started 
against the Giants, you know, on the first team offense, and then he's now missing. I mean, that that hurts your depth. Joe John Williams has been an utter bust. Kind of hoped that maybe in a contract year in year four that he would do something, but no, yeah, you're hundred percent right. Worst position group on the team. Thank you. Uh at number nine slash ten, I have the linebackers. Now I could be argued out of this, but let me give you a linebacking. It, with the Patriots, it's always a between the deal. It's always just a front seven, but we'll try and split them up here. <clears throat> Here's where your linebackers are listed, and this is why you could say I'm wrong because Matthew Judon's listed as an outside linebacker, which he doesn't play linebacker for them. He plays edge. Let's be honest; he's not dropping back in coverage at any point in time. However, uh, you got Judon Bentley, Mac Wilson, the kid they traded for from Cleveland, Josh Uche, who apparently has looked pretty good at camp. So. Uh, Ronnie Perkins backing him up, who has sucked. Jahani Tavai, Raquan McMillan, who has been quiet. Anthony Jennings. He's actually Cameron, had a good camp. Jennings. Both those guys have, I think. McMillan has been a little bit less, um, uh, a little bit more quiet than both Jennings. Working way back from injuries, yeah. And then McGrone, who have been, <laughs> they've been so high on for two years, is on uh, practice squad basically at this point. Harvey Lange, we've seen, and in, 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 he'll that, get caught. Really Give me your opinion, Ray. I saw you shaking your head. Your opinion on the linebacker core? You think it's too low? I think it is. I have them at number six on the uh, position rankings. I think they're going to be a sleeper this year. They're very quick. It's not like years past where it's been, uh, you know, slow, stop the run kind of guys, jam the gaps. These guys are going to get to the quarterback very fast. And <clears throat> also, Bill Belichick, jam, special Jam team. the gaps. Jam the gaps, just like Bill's mom's butthole. And I feel like uh, this is Bill Belichick's uh, specialty. You know, he did it with the Giants with Lawrence Taylor. He knows a little thing, too, about linebackers, so. I think he's going to... 270-pound Lawrence Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Bill, Ray, I agree with most of what you said until you finish it off with he did it with Lawrence Taylor 30 years ago, the greatest <laughs> defensive player in the, the NFL. Best linebacker that the NFL has ever seen, and he did it high on cocaine every game. <laughs> like You can't, you can't repeat that. <laughs> it's like a Felger and Maz caller justifying their stupid fucking point. You know, he did. Ray with, is the Felger and Maz caller. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> I don't disagree with the speed of linebacker will be more. I just... I don't know. It's not Judon is not a linebacker. So can Bill, can Jawan Bentley, Mac Wilson, and Josh Uche hold down the linebacking core and throw Anthony Jennings in there if you want, McMillan if you want, Perkins? We haven't seen any of these guys play besides Bentley, who has been underwhelming at best. Yes, because now you don't have two stiffs in uh, Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower out there running your defense now. You went younger and you went faster. I mean, that's what you needed to do. You saw Josh Allen run up and down this field seven times for touchdowns, passes out of the backfield, tight ends. I mean, these are guys you brought Mac Wilson in to come out and cover, to help cover tight ends. And again, Jawan Bentley, I thought he was going to get cut last year, but he actually had a good solid season. I think they found a nice role for him, but you're putting a lot of faith in the young guys, Jennings and Uche, who can't stay healthy, and uh, McGrone there, who he, he's like a new draft pick, but he hasn't shown shit yet. He's going to kind of start learning. I mean, I think your depth there as a whole is not good. I don't consider Judon, I mean, a linebacker. He's more of your fucking, you know, your defensive end, really. he All he does is really rush your passer. He'll, he'll drop in coverage a little bit. But he's more on that He'll Willie McGinnis. He's, he's a he's but a he's, Will, Willie McGinnis type. Mm-hmm. Willie McGinnis or Teddy. You know what? He's a Willie McGinnis, yeah, no, Mike Vrabel type. Right. He's but, never going to line up inside linebacker and oh. fill the gaps in the run plays. No, he's rushing the passer or setting the edge for the run plays. So, so he's in a three four. He's an edge guy. So I agree with you there. Um, that's you're right. That's probably too low. Let's go to the next one, which I know is probably too low. But I, there's a reason I put this here. I put wide receivers next. It's because they're too deep. They're too deep with mediocre guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Agreed. can like 
maybe uh Aguilar or a um Parker Born. or even a Bourne is a number two on a good team. Maybe. Maybe Parker just got cut from the Dolphins, who clearly have their one and two guys. Well, he set. got he got traded. I mean, he got traded. He got yeah, but he got cut. he got traded for a fifth it's, round pick. Yeah, they knew they were going to cut him. So. But let me uh, I'll give you let me give you the uh, let me give you the depth chart here, and then give me your opinion here. So uh, on the depth chart for ESPN, by the way, if you look up the depth chart for the Patriots, half these guys aren't even fucking on there. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose for competitive advantage, quote unquote, or if they're just lazy. But ESPN is more up to date, so that's why I'm using that. Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers are slotted as starters right now, uh, backed up by Nelson Aguilar, the darling of camp, Tyquan Thornton, Christian, uh, I'm dead, Wilkerson, uh, white boy Trey Nixon comes after that, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and uh, Matthew Slater is slotted there in his uh, professional wide receiver spot. Jesus um, Christ. See, I uh, don't think they're as, go ahead. I don't think they're as low as you think they are. I actually really like the Devontae Parker edition. I think You've heard it in camp now, the 50-50 balls. You got a guy that Mac can just throw it up to. You didn't have that Jacoby Myers. You sure as shit don't have that in Nelson Aguilar. Now you got a guy that's going to come out and kind of compete for the ball. You've heard Mac's arm looks a little stronger this year. He started working out with Tom House in the offseason. He put on a lot of muscle, lost a lot of weight. So, he's. I mean, you're looking at guys that hopefully can spread the field and and, and, and Parker go up and get it. I think we're a little low on wide receivers. But, again, they're, they're mediocre talent at best. Devontae Parker, I think, is a good number – two on a good team, but you're born, you're looking at a three, four wide receiver. Jacoby Myers is maybe a fifth, fifth receiver on a good team. And Nelson Aguilar, he's a three, a number three on a good, on a good team. Honestly, like he's featured as a one, two, which he shouldn't be. But I mean, well, I like because born. of the type of routes he runs, I think that right. Just Cause put just him down traditionally the in his number, in a number one spot. Right. But yeah, I, my point is routes. Yeah. My my point to that, Ray, and I'll play devil's. I agree with you. It's probably too low, and I and I like the guys. I like the Parker trade. I think he's going to be good for them. It seems like Aguilar is picking things up. Bourne sounds like he's taking a step back. Um, and your Jacoby Jacoby Myers is slotted perfectly as a number four receiver, and he'll be there as a possession guy to be. catch eighty balls this year, eighty five balls. Good. He's got a good report with Mac. My 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 deal is though. Can you trust Aguilar to be that guy? Can nope. you trust Bourne to be that guy? Can you trust Parker with the injury history to be that guy? I don't. What about Julian Edelman? <laughs> don't even do that. I, so I heard the interview. He's not coming <laughs> back. He has no fucking knees. Ray, you agree this is too low? Nope. I agree with you. Perfect slot, slot for him. Uh, you have no superstars. You have a lot of good to average players. No one bad. Nikhil Harry, they shipped that corpse off to Chicago. So you don't have any bad guys. Peace. You know, you don't. Have, there's no one that's like, oh, God, this is a terrible. How is he making this team? But you have no superstar. No clear number one. No clear target for Mac to go after. And Devontae Parker. But this is the first year together. Who Look, knows how I they're going to go? The Devontae race. Parker single-handedly took a, a first-round byway from the New England Patriots. He's really good when he when he's locked in. If they can lock in, they'll, they'll, they'll be On good, too. On the defensive player of the year. And guess. if Hunter Henry can be a, a scape. Uh, valve and if Ty Montgomery will get there, can be the type of player he's looked like he's being a James White type player. Oh, I forgot he was even on the. You'll team. you'll have your three layers of passing offense. We'll just see what it looks like. But my point is that's um, you know, we we don't know for sure if it's gonna work. Yeah. Uh, quick, real quickly, over under the amount of passes that Nikhil Harry catches from um uh, zero. He's out for the year. Is he? Yeah. Devastating ankle injury. He sprained his ankle. So he's out. He's out for a while. <laughs> Devastating. This just made that really funny for me. Devastating ankle injury. Bye-bye. Yeah, he stepped on a Lego. He's out for the year. <laughs> Good planter. 
Fuck that guy. Uh, next up, I had the D line. I'll give you the depth chart. You tell me what you think. We got to move on here. Uh, D line consists of uh, where am I? Uh, Dietrich Wise, $20 million, Devin Gottschow, Lawrence Guy. After that, uh, Henry Anderson, ESPN has Christian Barmore on the second string. They shouldn't. He's obviously going to be a yeah, starter. He's your best. He, he yeah. is one, 100% probably your best defensive player. on Single-handedly, team. he might be enough to push this up. The, Have you the seen rankings. videos of him? In he's camp? a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> Outside of him, he this fought this... David Andrews in camp earlier this year. Outside of it's him, this, this position group probably should be last, but him alone has ranked them up to uh, six slash seventh. I forgot tight ends on this list. If right, you right. if you put, <laughs> if you put um, uh, Judon where he should be on the defensive line, you're looking at the linebackers. Th- you're looking at the linebackers at the end, yeah. Right, and now you're looking at the defensive linemen, probably top four on your team. You got some good top depth five, there, at least, yeah. All right, well, in between, let's just skip ahead and go through. Let's uh, debate the middle here, because in the middle, I have coaching and special teams, which we could argue could be off the list. However, Nick Folk was single-handedly your offense for a good portion of last 36 year. 36 out of 39. And we so, all know how I feel about Jake Bailey. And they just gave Jake Bailey $6 mm-hmm. million? What did they give him? I think it was Mo- six. Highest paid tight end. Yeah. Four highest years paid at 24. Yeah. I think it was six. Million 18, four for, for 18, Bailey. I thought. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, you have that, but then you also have the bum uh, still coaching them that committed the most uh, penalties on a Patriot special teams in, and in ever. Three blocked kicks. Yeah. So I had them high spick just for Nick Folk. Just for Nick Folk. I had them at two. Say. I had them at two. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. Coaching, I have smack dab in the middle somewhere. Um, obviously we know what the debacle is going to be. No one's even talking about Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo and the failure that they put on the field, the first four games of the season and the last four games of the season. So I, we've yet to see how that's shaken out. Never mind the, the twin nut sacks in, in charge of the offense. So I have him at eight. I put him at eight, the twin nut. I put coaching at last. Oh, okay, coaching's at last. Okay, we uh, we skipped over tight end and O line. How do you compare the O line to the D line? You think O line has much more, I think, talent name recognition wise. I'll give you the names. I'll give you the names here. Hold on, Raymond. I like this Cole Strange guy just for that name. Cole Strange. Uh, ESPN still has Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, but we know he's been playing right. So you got Isaiah Wynn, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Michael Winu, and Trent Brown. Those I five, love Trent Brown at the left tackle. Oh yes, that's the those, only that th- those that Dave Andrews. Should... That's it. I don't like anything else. Dave Andrews. That's it. It's the only thing you like. No, I liked uh, Trent Brown moving to left, and I like the center David Andrews, and that's it. You gotta like of... you gotta like win at right tackle. He was a serviceable left tackle. Put him over at right. He'll be fine. I I agree. I think we've been saying that our guard for win. I mean, he he gets hurt on, on the left tackle. He I thought he had a mediocre season last year. Move him over to right. Trent Brown was a beast in eighteen when they won the uh, Super Bowl, uh, protecting Tom Brady's backside. That's what you need for fucking he's got uh, a, Mac Jones. He's got a weight clause in his contract now. Yeah, he's that means he's down to three sixty five. So he that says he wants to be at three fifty. Good, yeah, good. Uh, he's got cap problems. Past that, you got your backup. Your 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 uh, depth might hurt you. <clears throat> I guess Kajus has had a pretty good camp, but then your other tackles Durant and Haran, which we know are just 
uh, terrible, disastrous injuries waiting to happen. We could take some from Nikhil Harry. Uh, the this young kid, Drew Desaru Desarutti. I don't know. I've heard see a six round draft pick, something like that, fifth or sixth. I James like Ferentz is serviceable, and Will Sherman was the kid they picked last year in the sixth round. They could play everywhere. Uh, not a lot of depth there, a lot of inexperience. Uh, Ray. Where'd you put offensive line? Just give me your 10. 11 through uh, six at this point. Where do you, where where do we stand? I have eleven the cornerbacks, number ten the O line, number nine the wide receivers, number eight the coaching, uh, number seven the defensive line, and number six the linebackers. So you like the D line a lot better than the O line. Yes. You'll agree or disagree? Disagree. Of course. I just I would flip flop every single team and raise six or eleven. Mm-hmm. That's my list. Uh, okay, I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, where we have forgot our three position groups that I have at uh, top three. And Ray, I forget what you said, but I think you're in the same agreement somewhere. Uh, my top three, uh, uh, three, I have running back, two, I have quarterback, one, I have safety. I just think they're very deep with McCourty, Duggar, and Phillips. They've been a uh, steadfast group for them for uh, two or three years here. Um I think that you can rely on them and they're going to be asked to do a lot in that secondary this year. And I think they can do it. And they picked up the Jabril Peppers kid. Um, mm-hmm. I like Giants. him. Yeah, he should be good too. And then obviously your quarterback is the best thing you have going for you. And Mac Jones, I think if he can step up and then you're running back, you're just, you're deep. You're deep with uh, Harris, uh, Ramadan and ding dong. They picked up Ty Montgomery. Pierre uh, strong. I think to be a sleeper. Yeah. He's, Pierre he's strong. at a good camp. Yeah. JJ is still there, and then uh, we should say we haven't mentioned uh, James White did uh, retire with a busted hip. So uh, top running back in Patriots history. We've had this debate before. Did we no. land on Falk or him? Falk or Dylan? Yeah, I mean, career wise, it's Dylan for sure. I mean, I think talent wise, it's Dylan. I think mine was Legarrette Blunt. But James White was the James White's the best passing pass catching running back in Patriots history, and I would take him over Kevin Falk any day because James White. Never dropped anything. Kevin Falk. Not one single fumble in his career recorded for James White. Not a one. Yeah, uh, he's, he's the best. I mean, you've had a long line to Falk, to Vereen, to him, but I would give me James White over all of them. His eight-year stretch in, in one was a basically a red shirt year. His first year in 2014 was his first year. He, he was single, basically single-handedly could have won you that Super Bowl in again, Atlanta. Two touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. One of the three touchdowns, one of the most solid players um, Should have been Patriots ever had. MVP. Perfect Patriot. Perfect Patriot. James White will miss you. Uh, Ray, you're, you're one through three there. You agree with my rankings or you got them switched up a little? Uh, I don't have quarterback. I, instead, at number two, I have special teams. Where'd you put Mac? Number four. Four. And you put special teams up there that high because of uh, your love for soccer. Uh, Jake Bailey's wife, yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. I knew Ray's ways lists are always a little tinted. That's why we call them the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, still stalking uh, her, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we came no. up. With, I don't think we came up with a definitive list, but uh, we'll put that out, Ray. We'll put something out on social media. We'll come up with some hodgepodge of list there. We'll put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. <clears throat> Thank you there, Richard. The Patriots play their second preseason game this evening versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, things got uh, spicy in joint practices. The two sides were in full thrust. Excuse me, Richard, while I pull this over so I can block Bill into a full-out brawl resulting 
Oh, and hold on. Resulting in Kendrick Bourne and Kendrick Wilkerson getting ejected from practice. Allegedly, the brawl started after <laughs> Mac Jones threw a long touchdown to Tyquan Thornton. Following the play, Mac told baby back bitch Brian Burns to hold his nuts, Bill, like a little bitch, allegedly. The Red Sox have apparently woken up. Waka 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 was one of the few early bright spots for the Red Sox this season. Waka threw a seven-inning gem versus the Yankees in his first start after coming off the IL. The Red Sox won that series versus the Yankees, making it the first series win versus division this year. That's fucking crazy. The Sox head into a series with the Orioles this weekend with a chance to push close to the final wildcard spot. The Celtics will host the 76ers on the NBA's opening night, October 18th. Thankfully, Jason Tatum has cleared his calendar of any social events with hated Boston rivals for that evening. Tennis superstar and Bill's love, which I know this for a fact, Serena Williams has God, decided I love to, her. I know you do. This is that of her racket at 40 years old. Williams is a 23-time Grand Slam champion, and I am a personal advocate for the Grand Slam breakfast from Denny's. So basically, we're the same. Catching up on last week's Simplest Mind of the Week, Rodolfo Castro, I could probably say that wrong, has been suspended one game and fined for having his cell phone on the field of play. The MLB does not believe Castro was using his phone to cheat. He just loves scrolling through internet titties, and who can blame him? Finally, just a word of warning if you are against unknowingly taking anabolic steroids, don't cut your hair. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Thanks, Ray. Welcome. It's really well done. Um, Bill, the Red Sox are trying. I know that uh, your opening take was a lot of hate for them, but it seems like they slept walk through the two or three weeks before the deadline and two or three weeks after the deadline. Seems like the players quit. Seems like management uh, didn't have a, a strong hold of what they wanted to do there. It seems like Heim Bloom is trying to play both sides of the fence and doesn't know how to here's here's let's put it plainly. Doesn't know how to be a general manager in Boston. Knows how to be a general manager in Tampa. Doesn't know how to be a general manager in Boston. I don't think he's a leader. I don't think he knows how to lead. You have to be able to, if you're in that position, not only do you have to be able to do the baseball shit and the nerd shit and the analytics shit and be able to uh, uh, play the video game GM stuff, you're dealing with real people. You have to be a leader of men, and Heimblum is not that guy. And that's why <clears> all this fucking pussy muscle. Pussy muscle. One of the strongest muscles in the body. He's not that. He's something else. He's a uh, the hymen, the thing that breaks. There you when... go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, his namesake. That's what he is. However, um, the talent on the team, or the will of the team, or whatever. Say what you want about the competition. They did go in, and the Yankees are playing like shit. They did go in and take two or three from the Yankees for the first division win, and just watch them play. I haven't watched a lot of baseball, but I've watched these ones play. They look better, Bill. They look better. They look like they're playing. What what Divers hit in in August? Who the right? fuck 134? is Divers? Divers. Uh, Bogarts was hitting 209, 134 for, was that JD or Devers? Devers. JD wasn't much better. They were hitting like shit. Now they're not. Now they're coming back to life. You bought in, you fucking tool. You bought in. <laughs> you fucking hook, line, and singer. This is I'm last year. For, let, me get this, let me get this straight, and I'll let you go. I'm not rooting for them at all because that, I think it'll take Heimblum off the hook. Heimblum is public enemy number one for me. 
I think that he uh, has no direction, doesn't know how to lead, doesn't know how to run an organization. I, uh, maybe he can address talent. Maybe he can find diamonds in the rough here and there with Michael Walker. Say what you want about Whitlock. He has fucked this team. He's fucked them. He's fucked them. They should have been a uh, playoff team contending for the division. And uh, and because of the way he led, not necessarily the moves that he made, but because of the way he led his team, they they fucked themselves. They're fucked. However, the talent and the schedule is what it is. They're going to beat the shit out of the Pirates, probably catch some, some momentum, win some games against the Again, Orioles. The There'll Pirates. be two or three games out of the playoffs, and people will get excited. And I'm just telling you, there's a chance they sneak in. Just telling you, there's a chance they do it. There's a Sor- chance. Sources are saying uh, ownership is not happy with Bloom right now. And I'll cite the, the fucking sources. You're me. Twin nutsack. My source. <laughs> it's me. I'm the source. No, but no, seriously. Like, there, there's rumblings that ownership is not happy. They, I think the Kyle Schwarber deal was something that ownership was not happy about. I think they, they bungled that. They didn't even give the guy an offer. You know, he even said I would have came back and countered, and then they did nothing. They did. They just let it. And I think ownership is is not happy with the trajectory of the team. And I think there's a lot of rumblings behind the scenes now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Bloom's fired at the end of this year if they, if, if they miss the playoffs. He's gone. I'm telling you right now, he's gone. He did well, his I'd job. Be surprised if they he stocked if, the I think farms. He's got next year. I think Cora would be gone before. Uh, Cora does. Bloom. Nope. Cora does not Cora deserve to be a fire. It's he, it's not he's his a binky, fault. I think the organization. Sorry, Bill. I think. Ownership loves core, and that's why he came back as a disgraced manager under a new GM. I think they like core. The players like Cora. But, Bill, I agree with you. We were texting about it today. We've seen this track record from the Red Sox since Theo left. They try something. They don't like what they see after three or four years. Then they blow it up. Then they stick their foot directly in the middle of it and make whatever decision they need to make to bring their team to relevance. We've seen it. We've seen it. How you many times? Prospect. How many you iterations have, have we seen of this? Three, three yep. different iterations of this. So uh, I have, I have no doubt that your sources are correct, and they are starting to uh, dip their tentacles into Heim Bloom's little ink there, uh, which is a perfect segue for what I want to talk about next. But Ray, uh, your thoughts on the Red Sox recent surge here? Uh, it's the surge, but not from the three superstars. I think Devers. Bogarts and JD have all fully uh, given up on this team. They don't like losing. They contract their money on their mind. And I think they're just fully uh, done for the season. And I think that they want to just, you know, go through the motions, kind of like the JD did in 2020 with the COVID year. Just go through the motions, finish off the season, see what happens in the offseason, give me my money. And that's all they care about. And I think that you're just getting a resurgence from everyone else but the three superstars that should be making this team better. Well, a couple home runs from Devers would speak otherwise against the Yankees, which you just and, had a couple the last couple nights. Yeah, yeah but it's was it a slugging percentage like all three of their slugging percentages. They like, were they, shit and they did yeah, quit. Devers was hurt right. too. I mean, he came back from an injury. Also. But look, JD's yeah. walking into a contract year and Bogarts is walking in a contract year. They're too smart to to just quit for the rest of the season. They're going to go watch. They'll, they'll both catch fucking fire in September or some stretch here at some point. They're too good not to. Whether it will result to the playoffs or not, Bill, I don't know. I'm not buying in. Not being a little cunt buying in hook, hook and sinker. I'm just reading the tea leaves. You watched them play 700 right, ball. Bass, you watched them play 700 ball for a stretch after go after playing 300 ball to start the season. You know, we know they're capable of it against shitty teams. They're going to see some shitty teams and then they're going to see the division. Let's see. I let's see what miss. they do against the shitty teams. 
Give me Dave Dombrowski back where you had a chance to make the playoffs. Don't and you had say a ch- that. Nope. Listen right now. You had a chance to make this playoffs. You had a chance to compete with the additions you made. You had the prospects to go out and buy talent to get you over the hump. And what did you do? You fell into Eric Hosmer. If Eric Hosmer does not back out of a trade, your most notable addition is Tommy Pham, who's hitting 225 with three home runs and four doubles since they've had him. That is on a walk-off, though. It's on his fantasy team, no, guaranteed. No, he's not. He's trash. That's my point. He's trash. And that, that was your most notable addition until Eric Hosmer fell in your lap in the fact that the Padres are paying 95% of his contract going forward. And uh, the only thing that you missed on Tony, Tony Tommy Pham is uh, he had a terrific soundbite about Heim Bloom saying that he wanted to be here four months ago and he just couldn't pull the fucking trigger. So yeah, it didn't the money didn't work. Fuck sure, me. yeah. The the what he signed for four million or six million originally. I don't even know. Real Great shit. A, a, a real uh, real but roadblock Kiki, for the Kiki's Red Sox. back. Don't worry. Yay, go Red Sox. Woo. Okay. Okay. Uh, just a angry. real fire him. The Thirty second ownership. break. Everyone Thirty down. second break, and then I want your opinion on what the, what it's they the are going to do next team. with Bogarts. Okay. Are they signing Bogarts endeavors? Bogarts is gone. I I think they're both gone. Uh, Buster only. I think we were going over this before this morning. Rich Buster only put the Godfather. They're going to offer him something that he can't refuse. Bullshit. Mookie Betts was the guy that you're supposed to offer something you can't refuse. Who was an MVP, homegrown talent, and now you're doing the same thing all over again. It goes all the way back to John Lester for the four years, seventy-eight million dollars that you slapped in his face and offered. John Lester is a guy that should have retired as a fucking Red Sox, and you watched him go win a World Series with the Chicago Cubs. You're about to watch. Xander Bogarts walked to the Yankees. I have a price $30 million. He's going to want more. He's He thinks he's ca- Carlos Carrera. I don't think the money works. I think the Yankees will will swoop in and grab him. And the same thing's going to happen to Devers. Devers is gone. They're not going to come. They're minimum $100, $200 million behind again on a superstar player, homegrown superstar player. I have no faith that they're going to lock these guys up. Zero faith at all. And I think Bogarts is the most likely gone. I've been saying it for three, four years now. That opt-out clause, he's played better and better every year. His power's gone this year, which is very weird. He was, he's borderline 30 home run guy. He's not going to get there this year. But A lot it, of guys' uh, power is gone this year. JD JD's too. is gone. Yep, JD's gone. He leaves, he's up there, and I think he's top five in doubles. He was leading the league for a little bit in doubles. but it's yeah, looking no, like crazy, I'm, but yeah, there's, there's zero... 0.0% chance that Devers will be a member of this Red Sox next year and the Trevor Story signing proved it. Raymond? Uh, I think he's gone as well. I think that uh, what I hear, that uh, you have to be out of the luxury tax two out of three years or something like that, and I think we're over the luxury tax right now. <clears throat> so next year, John Henry's going to want to be out. He's not going to sign these guys. These well, guys are lose, gone. You lose draft well, you, compensation too. So you compound. Out. You compound every year that you're in. So the the track record from John Henry's ownership has been uh, be in for two or three years if you're competitive, and then try to dip out, and then try to get back in, so you don't continue to compound. Well, and it takes I away think, your international signing, Rich, and I, you you went under the tax. Deb- la- you went on the tax last year, and you could have spent 
all your fucking money on your international signing going after Suzuki. And then you would have been set for the next four or five years in the international guys. And you botched that too, to end up with Trevor story, use it in two twenty five, had fucking 14 home runs that he hit 13 and nine games. Like, and now he's trying to come back from a broken hand. I'm tired. I'm tired of these fucking Red Sox moves. Oh, it's very fucking laughable. Oh, I, think, it is laughable. I think Gasper made this point that like, this is my point of Heimblum doesn't have a direction and doesn't and doesn't know how to lead or doesn't have a, a foresight other than try and find uh, good deals and, and diamonds in the rough. If you knew, if you had an assumption that your team was not going to compete this year and you know ownership likes to stay out of the tax every three years or so, they had an opportunity. Trade JD. Trade JD Martinez. You had an opportunity to get under the tax. You could have done it very fucking easily. You would have ate that. shit in, in the in the in the regs, in the papers, in the internet, uh, scolding would have been hard. But the next offseason, come back. Are you strong. doing what's right for the team, or are you so, just reacting? It just feels like they're constant. And this goes back to Theo. Theo, leave it. it just feels like since 07, that 07 World Series, since Theo left, call it, this Red Sox ownership and management has just been reacting and not building, right? They bring in. They bring in uh, Sherrington and he wants to do stuff. And then they say, nope, go fucking sign Castillo. Go sign Hanley Ramirez. Go sign Pablo. And then it turns to shit. They fire him. They signed Dobrowski. Trade everybody. Bring me Problem David is, Price. They won bring me a both World of those Series. Guys won World the Series. Then they bring in Heim Bloom. And it's the same deal. Build me my farm system for cheap. But also, um, people are pissed. You can't trade JD Martinez. So try and put a. There's no direction. Absolutely no direction, but they will sign Devers. They absolutely will sign Devers. They can't afford not no to. For that reason alone, I agree they with just you. just traded for his replacement in the Hunter Renfro deal. That's a guy that's going to come up and hit 30 home runs. I forget his fucking name. They don't have it's the gonna... patience for that, Bill. I just go to, I just told you the tracker. They don't have the patience for it, and they don't have the the PR thick neck for it, um, thick skin for Dombrowski it. Because Devers would have signed for $400 million already. 16 mil penny. is coming off the books with David Price next year. They're going to give but that money system, either to Devers or they're going to give it to Bogarts or to both. I bet you, watch, they'll make an offer to, to Bogarts, not for 30, for 27, for 27 and 8. He may take it, he may not. He likes Boston. He wants to be here, especially if, uh, if Alex Cora is here. And if he takes it, Devers will take the 10 years for 300. Watch. Dude, this farm 10 years for 280. It's like the guys that show up at Irene's house at 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning hoping to get some action. It's like, no, wait, wait your turn, boys. Come on. It's terrible. It's just, it's just pathetic. Like, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Give me a guy that's going to fucking build a team and give me a guy that's going to be aggressive and get me a fucking, get me a World Series. You're two games from the World Series last year. Two fucking games. And what are you doing? You're, you're, you're sniffing a playoff spot right now, which where you were leading the wild card at one time. It's a joke. Sell the team and joke. bring me Theo. Sell the team. I've been. Sell the I, team and bring me Theo. Quick right afternoon delight. Jeremy Jacobs. Right up there. I hate him. Fucking hate him. Is he a walking nutsack? Tit. Tit. I think he falls in the walking tit category. And yeah, nutsacks are uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Gotcha. Sorry. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I huh. think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. I'm still trying to Raymond. Does uh does Jason Tatum owe Boston as a city or and or the Celtics as as an organization allegiance? 
Does he owe them no. some type of allegiance? No. And this is coming off the heels, of course, uh, my opening take and uh, recent. He was at Draymond Green's wedding, taking pictures with Steph and LeBron and Draymond. And then he was working out with KD in L.A. as the Durant rumors to the Celtics for Jalen Brown continue to be uh, bubbling, even though uh, our own Dr. Big Mac has uh, already concluded that uh, those are dead. Uh, so it's brought up some it's brought up some uh, tempers, some uh, some emotions from Celtics fans. You say, no, he doesn't owe any allegiance. Go no. Ahead. Why would he? I mean, and I think as a green teamer, you should be happy that he is being uh, he's practicing with the elite of the elite of the NBA right now. I mean, if he wasn't going to be the top five, top three in the NBA in the next five years, I mean, this is what you want to see out of him. You want to see him playing with the best, practicing with the best. This is this is great to see. Who gives a fuck who if he's over there with KD or at Draymond Green's wedding? Who cares? Those are friends. You you bond with these guys. You fucking you do the same thing with these boys. Eighty two games out of the year. You know this is what you do. I I've no. I'm not mad about it. I love it. I love to see him being with these guys. That was that was obviously my point too to open up the show. But Bill, wouldn't we love him so much more if he was Giannis? Wouldn't we yes. love him so much more if he said "fuck these fucking guys"? Uh, the Michael Jordan, like, I'm you train out with your with your team, and that's it. You know, I mean, you see it in the court. Like, that's one thing I hate about the NBA too is like the buddy buddiness on the court. You see it at you know they're fucking Tatum hanging out with Kyrie and Ke- and Kevin Durant after. I don't like fucking, that. I don't like that. But that's the thing that's it, it's kind of along on the same lines as that. To me, honestly, is right there because now you're. Like it's cool to see him work out with these guys because you want him to play with the best competition in the off season. Like it's the NBA, but at the same time, it's like, eh. Like I get why you're, you know, rich to your point. You're trying to get the talent there, but it's like at the same time, you, you start getting that shit in people's heads, and that's what I've been afraid of, and I've said it before. When his contract's up, if they're not start winning, right? I mean, you just signed a max extension, and you got a three year window at Jason Tatum until those voices start growing and growing and growing. And if he continues to start working out with these guys more and more in the off season, those voices start growing and growing and growing. And if you're stuck at Eastern Conference champions and can't get over the hump for the next three years, you're you're gonna start. Oh, he's back, just as... looking back at these workouts going, this is where the fucking this is where it changed. Tatum is just as much as a flight of a flight risk as he is. Uh, he's the a biggest be- as a, flight risk. a beacon to bring people here. And the thing about the on court off court stuff with Tatum that I think he just takes it a little far. Like you look at Jalen and he gets in it, he, you know, he gets in the face of, of Draymond and stuff on the court and then he'll, he will go play with him after court he's talked shit about Kyrie and now he's buddy buddy with him in Brooklyn he hates Marcus Smart and they've been practicing all summer together right so I think like Jalen can show it on the court he can turn that on and just be a bulldog when he needs to be Tatum can Tatum doesn't like he was bo- he was telling the Celtics crowd to stop booing Kyrie it's like a it's a dookie attitude uh you know I've always had that little bit of hesitation to fucking never really t- like Tatum you can never trust a team where their nicknames are shit <laughs> No, yeah. you can't. I can't. Yeah. Dookie. Oh, dookie. dookie. I had another point, and uh, you just ruined it with that Dookie with that Dookie joke. Sorry, Shit. It was lame. Shit. What was the... Uh... Damn it. It was a good one, too. Right? Damn it. Did I have any other points here? Mm-mm. No. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Well, it'll come to me. Simplest Minds of the Week after this. Stupid or something. Thomas is stupid as a stupid does.
damn it. What was it? No, no. Bill's looking at his STD results on his email right now. No, I just got a text that uh, it says loser pussy. Here we come because me and my buddy Ray have been talking about Paige Van Zandt all day. <laughs> so, so we just said just start an OnlyFans. <laughs> but but the problem then, then he said like we can't start an OnlyFans because no one wants to see loser titties. I was like, I don't care. Loser pussy. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> I don't understand about anything you're saying. So why don't you kick off the Simple Minds of the Week segment with your candidate, Paige Van Zandt, Bill. She was supposed to fight bare-knuckle boxing this weekend on Saturday. They The promotion pulled her, and she um, killed the whole fight. They killed the fight. Um, she's not a draw. She's lost her last six fights. All she is is a piece of tits, a piece of ass. Took to in- That's took not stand- a beep. That's not a beep. That's true. Took to Instagram and started claiming that I didn't pull out of this fight, blah, 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 and all this other shit. So I, someone on one of her fan pages asked why, and I said to save her from a loss. So I got a little uh, tiff with their, her little uh, fans, but, dude, she makes more money posting on her fucking OnlyFans or whatever the hell she has. She, su- she sucks as a, as a fighter. Like, just come on. just You're just laughable. Laughable. And your husband sucks at fighting, too. She's also man. a wrestler. Which makes it even worse. Uh, so the crux of this is uh, she manipulated a uh, situation to pull out of a fight because she it was but a good then she, she was going to lose, and then, then she, she bitched about it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's. I don't know if that's simple-minded or dumb, but it's certainly uh, cowardly and shitty and douchey. Uh, but re- I, I can guarantee you one thing, Bill. This does not affect Ray one bit because the only thing that pops in his head when you say Paige Van Zandt is those titties on Instagram. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing you can think. The whole time you were talking, I guarantee, Raymond, correct me if I'm wrong, that's all you were thinking about. Bingo. <laughs> Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show. Uh, here is a uh, another candidate here. Fernando Tatis Jr. The, uh, ding, ding, ding. At one time, uh, proposed uh, face of the MLB. Uh, after what feels like hasn't played since he signed that 14-year contract or wherever it was. Hmm. I know he has, but he's been hurt and whatever else. He just, uh, you know, he was recently suspended 80 games for steroid use. Um, And that's dumb in its own right. And certainly he had some bad excuses, but I'm going to nominate his dad as (laughs) uh, the bigger simplest mind of the week, who was also a Major League Baseball player who went Only player to hit two grand slams in the same inning. Put some respect to his name. Apologize. Uh, Who's that have, nerd? I don't have Wikipedia running through my fucking eyelids like the Matrix. Uh, it's baseball, so baseballstats.com, whatever the fuck you look at. Uh, get hard on your 45 minute circuit. Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, talked about uh, haircuts and how you can get steroids in your system through haircuts. Here's some quotes for you. Quote Here's uh, Tatis uh, Sr. What involves him, Tatis Jr., is a steroid that contains a hair, a spray called trophobal he got a fungus due to a haircut its mistake was not reading what it contains which uh is what apparently makes him guilty of something totally unknown to t senior said he continued to say this is a catastrophe uh what has taken place not just for junior but for all of baseball there are millions of fans who are going to stop watching baseball now (laughs) they're there are millions of fans who are going to stop watching baseball now. It's a total disappointment for Dominican fans, fans throughout the world, for something so insignificant that wasn't worth it. It's topical. 
And what when he says topical, he means topical steroid. It's not. It's an anabolic steroid. It's proven. Um, he said, "What came out of uh, what came out positive in Juju's body is something that doesn't give you strength. Wrong. First of all, doesn't amplify your weight training regimen. Wrong. Second, uh, doesn't have any testosterone. Third, wrong." Doesn't contain absolutely anything that would give him an edge in the game. Wrong. What has occurred is a catastrophe. Catastrophe. Catastrophe for baseball. What he was the drug that he was um, uh, suspended for is called close. Clitoris. It's clitoris. Clitoris ball. Thank you. Uh, It is favored by some drug cheats. This is off of the internet because it provides the benefits of elevated testosterone a.k.a. muscle growth, with less elevated levels of estrogen by a byproduct, a.k.a. it's a steroid. They also He also came up with the tapeworm excuse that he was treating a tapeworm um, with a medicine that had uh, this uh, clitoris bowl in it. And if you look up the tapeworm medicine, I forgot to do it, it has a very similar drug. Uh, the name of the drug looks very similar. It's just not the same drug. Guarantee some idiot, some simple mind of the week looked up taper medicine. They saw a drug that started with C and they're like, oh shit, that's where he got it. It's a different fucking drug altogether. Multiple excuses. And even Pedro coming to bat and blaming the Padres. No, there's a history of Dominican players in. in oh, you want the history bill before you go on? I have the history. Yep. Or do you want to read it off the email? Did you pull up the email? It's always 50 50 with you. Uh, the uh, Matrix. I Matrix. had it. 16 of the last 20 players suspended in the MLB for steroids have been from the Dominican Republic. Since 2005, 33 of the 58 have uh, been suspended are, are Dominican Republic. That's 57%. Just to give you a little bit of background on that, uh, the Dominican Republic is obviously a third world country. There are a lot. Baseball is massive there. There are a lot of terrific young baseball players. And these pariahs come from America and they pay these families, whatever it is, uh, um, $50,000 or whatever. To sign off a percentage, a percentage. That's their. That's their. Their, their dollar. Right. It's called a, a, a percentage. No, of, it's not. Look it up. I don't know. I that's Mexico. I don't think the DRS pays us. I could be wrong. I actually yeah. have no idea. Um, if it's not a racist, if it is, to God, I swear to God. <laughs> right, you have to shave your head and your beard. Uh. <laughs> The point here is that these players and these people are put into horrible positions uh, as baseball players that, that young kids. <laughs> what is it? It's the Dominican peso. Fuck you. Fuck you. I was right. It's a fucking peso. Dominican. Bill, you know what I'm trying to say, Dominican right? Dominican peso. Uh, didn't Tatis Jr. have this same thing? Or no, who was um, the T stones a uh, uh, guy that that uh, gives you a loan based off your talent. But who was the big one? I think it was from Q, um, uh, for the Dodgers. He was in Dominican. I think it was Cuban. Puig. Puig. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he Cuban? I forget yeah, what exactly he came from. Puig was Cuban. But he yeah. owed like half a million dollars to guys that got him out of the country. and got yeah. him the, So whatever. Well, Tatis, so anyway. owns, Tatis owns like $40 million because a guy banked on his owns like 25% of his future earnings. So he basically gave him a loan when he was in the minors. So the guy prized on you know, minor league players and invests in their future. Right. So he signed for $300 million. I think he owed 30 million right off the top. Yeah. It's really gross. What, what's going on there. So that's all to say that the fact that 50% of the players suspended for steroids are Dominican. There's a reason a behind that. However, the excuse 
of Anakin. Tapeworm and haircuts lands squarely as the simplest mind of the, the week same thing with the NFL. senior. 100%. And it's the same thing with the NFL. You have a number that you can call and they'll give you a list of banned substances. You can call and say, I just got prescribed this prescription. And you they'll the, you have doctors in the PA that will give you every list and say, nope, this is on the banned list. And you got to do your homework. You know, and again, it's a, a third world country and it kind of You've seen it even Ortiz. It goes back to Ortiz testing positive, and it was, you know, it could have been anything, supplements, anything. It's not as regulated down there as is regulated up here. They just throw shit in there, and and people just take whatever because that's what they they get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's it's. But that's not Tatis. That's not Tatis no, Jr. situation. This like the no, dude decided for three hundred fifty million dollars or whatever. Like, this situation is a hundred percent different because with him is. You fell off a motorcycle last year and broke your wrist, and you've been out since. And now you're trying to get, you know, let's go back to Rodney Harris. The guy wanted to get healthy. He was hurt a lot. He, he took HGH to try to get healthy. That's how you get healthier quick. Andy Pettit said the same thing. I was hurt. I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to heal quicker. So I'm assuming it's something along those lines where, you know, his team is ripping him to shreds. The GM ripped him. His teammates are fed up. They stuck by him after you crashed a motor motorcycle where you technically probably could have avoided his contract. You look yeah. at NFL contracts where motorcycles, Jason Williams for the Chicago Bulls, number three pick, ended his career on a motorcycle accident, and he had some fucking talent, speaking of a pile of shit, Dookie. But, I mean, that, there's another guy. like th- that Missed free throws. It's laughable what what he's done in the Padres stuck by him. And now this, and he had an injury history to begin with. Yeah. He's like, always, right. he had what? 300 something at bats when he signed the contract, just the, the, the dad and the haircut and the mom and the tapeworm, just too much, just fucking too much. Uh, it's laughable. It was hilarious. Sucks to see him out of the game. Um, he was electric and he is good. Hopefully he can come back and kind of straighten his shit out. It'd be good for baseball, but in this San 40... Diego, who gives a fucking shit? No one watches that anyway. Let me give you the last miss... candidate because we're running late. Antonio Brown's quote was masterful. It's not the simplest mind of the week. It's maybe the smartest mind of the week. And he went on today. Bill, I know you were chronicling it, shitting on Tom Brady. If you want to pull a couple of those up. Guerrero. Uh, to... He owes Guerrero's of $100,000. Hold on. Let me give you the quote and then follow me up with what he said today. Okay. So th- it's a little bit long and I can't read too good. So bear with me. Antonio Brown's quote, quote, my biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen foot or throwing rocks at the UPS driver. It definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid game while throwing up deuces. Brown began. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me. Antonio Brown play a game live. I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what it was like for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Hey man, I remember sitting at Ray's get that as a fucking tattoo. I remember That's sitting at greatest... Ray's wedding in the bar at Atkinson watching him shred the dolphins. That's the greatest <laughs> like thing it... I've ever fucking read. Dude. He it's was not showing up at Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with a frozen foot. <laughs> Remember that? Remember oh, yeah. To Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wore was on wrong, hard knocks. It was on hard knocks. Wrong, too. He wore the wrong shoes in the cryo <laughs> chamber. And then he bitched and complained about the helmet. I he laughed out loud reading yeah, that off my phone in my car. I laughed out loud reading it. I, I, it gets Dude, me I, every single time I read it. As much it's as I so hate, good. as much as I hate Antonio Brown and guys like him, I I, I love hearing shit like this because it's oh, it's yeah. so fucking hilarious. And, and then he's the, like starting a successful uh, rap, like or R and B, whatever mm, kind of music. He no, is, he runs. Like, he's like the head of um, 
Kanye West's sports management club that Jalen right, Brown is signed to. He's a vice president. Right, Jalen Brown out is signed concerts. to him. He's performing at like sold out concerts, like a couple thousand people sold out concerts, but like or maybe a couple hundred. He's doing <laughs> like a Wilbur. He's performing. Anyway, name, I just name, thought that was so good. It had to make the show. Dude, his his five year stretch is the best numbers any wide receiver has ever put up in the history of the NFL. Dude, him in Pittsburgh was unbelievable. Dude, he oh, had he he averaged 120 Killer catches. Bees, man. He averaged 120 catches for five straight years. Think about that. That That's is ridiculous. insane. Like he is still going to be Brady in the Patriots, but never, never changed. The never. Scheme. Ben Ben could have easily had five Super Bowls if it wasn't for Tom Brady. Right. A lot of people could. Uh, yeah, he's the Jordan of the NFL. Uh, this has been the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, August nineteenth. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. The Manti Teo thing, though, you have to watch that, Bill. To see the... It's pretty good. The guy girl girl that he was uh, talking to, hilarious. The lady boy. Lady boy. Whoa, they brought the real person that he was talking to? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, she, uh, he, uh, no, she starts the show and like is a, a main thoroughland through the whole thing. So we're talking chicks with dicks here. And her, his pants go up to under breasts. It's hilarious. I was does, watching it. I was giggling. His skills, though. Does his it, skills. Does as, it have titties? It, her it, skills. He, she is very fat and yes, has titties. Are we talking about Brittany Griner type? No, no, no. Or no. okay. All right, now you guys are sucking me in to watch this. Brittany Griner's a woman. Uh, <laughs> who apparently, who apparently, uh, allegedly. Well, Anthony Davis would argue. Do you see this? That uh, I never knew that they were sp- supposedly like engaged and dated for like six or seven years or something. The unibrow and uh, yeah, Google that. Google that. Brittany Griner and uh, unibrow. In like Brittany, 15, Brittany, 2015, Brittany, 16, 17 region. Hold on. Brittany Griner okay. looks like what Anthony Davis would look like as a woman. I was thinking the well, same thing, Bill. Yeah, no, it's a nice pair. It's a nice pairing. Um, <laughs> so Anthony Davis is gay then. That's what I was thinking. I just didn't want to say it because I didn't want Rich to get mad. Well, no, that was now this goes to the Manti Teo. Everyone, remember when it came out, everyone thought that he was hiding he was gay so because he pretended to have a girlfriend. Do you think this so does he, shed the light? You, you do. You Here's what I took out of it. I think they were legitimately fooled because this uh, catfish person was fucking, fucking good. good. Really good. Like, I, he. No, uh, you have to have your guard up. We're talking three fucking years that he never met someone, but they're in a fucking relationship. Well, that's Fuck. the other. That's the side that's of the story the that I would have yeah. liked them to ask Manti Taylor. Like, you were the biggest thing on campus at Notre Dame, and you had a quote unquote online girlfriend for three years. You're going to. That. I would. I was bet. sucking that guy. Although, so I think he was a Mormon. So maybe he had some. No, he is a Mormon. This, this he is, is what Mormon. happened. This is what happened. He, he must was sucking and banging. He him. was sucking Brittany. And then they made up this story that the guy was his girlfriend was dead because someone caught him with they a lady, asked him if he with was the gay. lady boy. They asked him on that if he was gay. And everybody asked him not, if he was gay when gay. it came out. All right. Married. So this is this is what happens when you look at it, someone that goes on an on-ride relationship for three years and never met someone. It's a guy that doesn't get pussy. That, that's this is my is. point. I think he did. And the, and like for whatever reason, he didn't he doesn't want that to be like because of his faith. Because of very, his faith. He's very I, religious. I think that he was Fuck laying. I'm so out. He's not slaying. I don't know. Slaying. I gained a little bit. I, I kind of gained a little bit of respect for him towards the end. I did too. 
I kind of watch it. Watch it, Bill. It's only an hour. Maybe it's how many? Two hours, sli- two how many? How many slits do you think he's been in in his life? A lot. Four hundred. No way. I disagree. Yeah. Man's Unma- buttholes. He's not married. He's in his thirties now. Probably he said slits. That's not a butthole. No, that's a pussy. I know. So four hundred. I, I really like that word. I want to bring it back. Slit. It's a nice word. <laughs> Hashtag free Brittany Garner. <laughs> Welcome to the darkness. The darknesses. <clears throat> darknesses. Darknesses. <laughs> oh, gentlemen. Richard. The queen. My liege. Thank you. Ah, a little West Virginia. West uh, Virginia. If, pe- if people forget, we are uh, fans of the West Virginia. Probably the number one fans of West Virginia football. Yep. We have t-shirts. The queen's here to prove it. Mm-hmm. Those are our hey. throwback days. <clears throat> we tried. <laughs> Not hard enough. Not that hard at all. Well, we just got drunk and then we forgot about it. We've got drunk and I mean Where the first like? like quite a few months of that show was just nothing but us getting drunk. Yeah. Those are the yeah. gold old days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been here the last couple of weeks, but it's basically just been me getting drunk. So <laughs> the last Please. time I think was White Wine Night where it was um you rambled. Remember rambling Ruth? Here's- Ooh, that's no, not white. That's not no, white. No one will ever be bad than that. <laughs> Never. I like the uh, that the sentence didn't even didn't even add up for the grammar guru. Like, no one will ever be bad that. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and just mark that down. Seven thirty one. I'll just mark it down, and we'll see how it plays. Bill got mad at me last time I cut his shit, so I don't want to. Yeah, your PC principal. He doesn't like get that because there were some funny fucking jokes that you cut him out. You butchered my uh, who the fuck minute bowl age joke. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies. He doesn't listen to the shows that he's not on, and when he does listen, he was mad. Oh yeah, he, they have to be directly what he wants. Uh-huh. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I finished. I, I watched that whole uh, Woodstock '99. All, all today. The was, three-parter. Yeah, was, I, yeah I, I, I was enthralled. It was. It was like, you didn't watch the HBO one, right? No, no not yet. I'm going one. to. I'm going to tonight now. Yeah, so it was just weird because like last, like this time last year, we got the HBO one, which was fucking awesome. Like it was awesome. And then this one, they broke it up to three parts and went in deep, in depth, I should say. Man, they're, like the carnage and all that was just insane. Titties. Titties insane. And dicks. Oh! I thought about you. Every, uh, every time I saw a set, Ray, I thought of you. And every time I saw a low-hanging low hanging fruit, Bill, I thought of you. Wait till you watch the HBO one. There, There's a guy keeping a journal of all the titties that he sees. It's kind of uh, very funny. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. But, dude, Little... guys die. The owners are cunts. Like, they're complete assholes. They took the, the two producers. He just there. died, yeah. 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 The two producers, yeah. The guy that did the original one. Like, he yeah. got pissed off at 94 because they broke in. And he in an Air Force base, and it was 110 degrees out. Like, dude, come on. And it was 1999. He charged him four dollars for water. Four yeah. that, that I'm out. I'd be pissed at 13, 13, like towards the end or something like that. Like, there was the 
concession guys could charge whatever they wanted. I think it was, it like was just doomed from the beginning. You had 400,000 people there in all the porta potties. You had no water. And then to, the balls, to, I don't mean to cut your average, but the balls to blame the bands and then oh, the, yeah. the girls that got literally fucking molested and raped that it was their fault for taking their clothes off. They had, they took no accountability. Like you'll see in the fucking HBO one, it was all, it's all Fred Durst's fault. Yeah. They well, told this one, them it was the all, same thing. It was all Fred Durst's fault yeah, and, Net- and this and that. And it's like, fuck you. Dude. Netflix had a, a, a good one on the Netflix one, uh, pinned, um, pinned it on Fred Durst, like the big, you know when it hit its pinnacle there um is that that's when they tore down the light stand well right? they did, they, they, did break, they did break stuff and then they, yeah yeah because he was but like, he was oh, going nuts i did really like the footage of fred durst going fucking bananas but then it all turned to me for the end they did like a two sentence interview with him at the end and he started with it's not our fault and not then he like kind of backtracked immediately knowing he sounded like a douchebag saying that well he but is like, a douche in general but like he was a douchebag it was a douchebag move but he probably like he was just in it you could see he had blinders on he's just like i'm gonna fucking go for this dude i remember watching that shit on tv like it, i Pay think it was what 99 so it's going into my freshman year and it was like man i would have loved to be there it was 95 percent of the bands i was listening to then and they were fucking awesome and then that shit happens it was like oh jesus christ like i don't i not not for me i don't want to camp there i don't know not it we would have been you were 14 13 years old like <laughs> you see that girl that was 14 that says like i'd do it she again tri- tripping like, on acid she went well, there that, with the bum and start tripping acid like, that was also my biggest takeaway like they they yeah the carnage is insane and like they talk about how um just you know terrible it was but then every one of those uh concert goers that they talked to like i would have fucking done it again it was the best time of my life yeah. well what well, it's like so the- was it that bad <laughs> i mean yes people died Yes, there were multiple rapes, but less stations. Dude, the guy, um, the girl in the, the whole van thing was terrible, but everybody that they interviewed said, Fuck yeah, yeah, I'd fucking do, do it again. again. Yeah. Dude, so, I don't know what that says. The best part I thought insane. was when they, they pushed the truck into the fat boy slim rave and they had to they had to get him the hell out of there. As they quick didn't as push, they wasn't that guy was fucked up on uh yeah, they were ecstasy, driving, right? And I think they opened the back of it. Yeah, they found the girl that was raped. And they let the guy just walk away. What are you doing? We fell into the crowd or whatever else, but yeah. Fat boy Slim was upset. Lee, though, <laughs> I was watching it. And I was watching it in the living room, and Kelly came down to get something. She's like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "Oh, Woodstock." And it was when the Red Hot Chili Peppers was performing. And all of a sudden, Lee, you just see Lee's dick. Out. <laughs> He's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like that's yeah. a penis. Enjoy. That's a nice dick, Flea. Nice dick. dick. This looks like loves, Bill at the Strange Brew. He loves to show it off. <laughs> hey, Flea. Nice dick. We say we start the show, uh, the Simple Minds Sports Show, uh, where we talk all things New England sports, latest in the very good.